Thanks for joining us here on the Light San Diego podcast. This sermon was recorded in Encinitas, California. For more information, please visit us at lightsandiego.com.
He starts to desert him. Jesus, after being tried and beaten, is now up on the cross. And on his last breath, it says in Matthew 27 that he gives up his spirit. And as he gives up his spirit, it says that the curtain in the temple was torn from top to bottom. Now, the curtain was 20 cubits high, which is about 30 or 40 feet. And it says something interesting. It was torn not from the bottom to the top, but the top to the bottom. And just to give you a sense of how thick this curtain was, it took 300 priests to maneuver it. Now, the question is, what's behind the curtain? It's the Ruach. It's the presence of God. It is the Spirit of God that was preserved in a place, but only one person once a year could even interact with it. But in the moment as Jesus gave up His Spirit, the Holy Spirit was released. The curtain was torn. And this is why Jesus says, it's better that I go away. Because in that moment, this, this beautiful gift of God's presence that was in a place was now decentralized. It was sent out. And we'll find out in a couple weeks how this was the birth of the church, that God's Spirit no longer dwelt in a temple, but it was actually put in the heart of man. Ezekiel prophesied about this hundreds of years before when he says that I will give you a new heart. I will place my Spirit within you. And so as the disciples are in the midst of mourning and grief, Jesus says, wait, it's better that I go away. And as they're curious and wondering, well, how could this be? What we find later is that the church not only was birthed, it began to spread and spread. And within a matter of a few hundred years, the entire world had been flipped upside down with the message of love and hope that Jesus Christ came to bring. It's interesting, in 1999, uh, there was a, a student at Northeastern University in Boston, and he came up with a program that would allow you to download music from a CD and share it with friends. That person, Sean Fanning, later was prosecuted because he created something called Napster. And if you remember Napster, you remember that it was this disruptive technology where no longer you had to go to your local warehouse store, or you never had to, long, no longer had to go to, to Barnes & Noble to go buy a CD. All of a sudden, everyone was sharing CDs. Well, the music company ferociously went after Napster and then Kazan and LimeWire and all these things trying to stop this thing that was dismantling this growing industry the last 30 or 40 years. But they were unsuccessful because in that moment in 1999, what happened? Music was no longer confined to a place. It was everywhere. So no matter how hard the music industry tried to stop it, they couldn't. And now we live in a world with streaming services and things because of a guy named Sean Fanning in 1999 saying, you know what, we're going we're gonna to disrupt this thing. Well, similarly, what used to be one place of the Spirit of God was now spread. And Jesus, in John chapter 16, begins to go and to describe the results of this. And he tells them certain things. The first thing he says in John 
chapter 16, verse 7, is that this spirit is known as the helper or the advocate or the comforter. It's this Greek word, parakousis. And, and it's this idea of coming alongside in the midst of need. And so he's introducing his disciples as, listen, the Spirit of God, the same Spirit of God that came and hovered over the deep is going to be given to you. But he's going to be your comforter, your advocate. And then later on in the chapter, what we find is that he starts describing the Holy Spirit as a guide, as a compass, someone that will lead us into all truth. And in a moment where it would be seeming like, well, our rabbi is gone. Where do we do? Where do we go? He says, it's better that I go away because the Holy Spirit is coming to you and he's going to lead and guide you in this moment. And at the end of John chapter 16, we find some of the most comforting words of Jesus. Peace. In the world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. This word, take heart, is this beautiful Greek word that actually means to warm up or to brim with a sense of courage. Now, this is, this is moments away from the, the loss of their rabbi. Their world flipped upside down, and Jesus looks at them and says, It's better that I go away. I'm going to give you peace. I'm going to give you the Spirit of God. And within that, I wanted this just to, to pause and to ask ourselves that question in the midst of our own grief, in the midst of our own sense of loss, in the midst of our own uncertainty. What does it mean that Jesus has sent his Holy Spirit? Now, if you are a follower of Jesus, it says that the Spirit of God lives inside of you. And he comes to dwell with us. And so I think we have to stop at John 16 and say, what, what does this mean? And, and what I would love to just lay before you today is what this ultimately means is good news. You see, in this moment, I, I wish I wasn't just on a screen in your living room. I wish I wasn't just being listened to while you're on a jog. I, I wish we were together. But this is what I know. Tohu vavohu. The chaos and the uncertainty of life, the Spirit of God is still hovering over me. And more than God's presence just laying overneath us, the Holy Spirit indwells us. So let's just let's be reminded of those three things that Jesus is drawing our attention to when it comes to the Holy Spirit. Number one, He's our comforter. To understand that in this moment, you might be experiencing a very real sense of loss, a sense of, of not knowing what lies ahead, of grieving what once was. And for you to understand that you can be honest with that because the Ruach, the Numa, the Spirit of God is a comfort. He's the one who comes alongside. Secondly, He's our compass. He's our God. He's the one who leads us into all truth. And whatever that looks like in your life, if you are feeling like you are completely disoriented and you don't know which way is up and down, to understand that there is the presence of God leading you to a deeper place of understanding not just worldly wisdom, not just a version of truth, but he's leading us to Jesus. 
rock of our salvation, he's leading us to a place of shalom, of bringing things back into order. And lastly, I just encourage you to take those words Jesus gave to his disciples and to take them as your own. And he says in John chapter 16, he says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Take heart, I have overcome the world. My prayer for you this morning is that when the waves of life are stirring, that you would remember there is the Spirit of God that wins that breath, that is at work, that we can actually stand in the midst of maybe not being together and actually just thank God that God is still with us, that we have not been removed from God's presence, that we would receive His comfort, we'd receive His guidance, and that we would receive his peace and understanding that we can take heart for he has overcome the world. Grace and peace to you. Thanks for joining us here on the Light San Diego podcast. This sermon was recorded in Encinitas, California. For more information, please visit us at lightsandiego.com.